0: Check The Vending Machine's weekly pop culture action podcast, internet, two friends, talk about stuff. I'm Jason. Okay. What's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. Not much, man. You know, um... It's update, a- real quick. Update yeah, before yeah.
0: we even continue on.
1: Oh, ooh, ooh,
0: Last man. time we did the podcast, I think it was like two weeks ago, Yeah. you talked about how you had a SF6 match that day. Dude, okay, I need to Let hear, hear the update about, about how you played in that match before we continue,
1: okay, so first of all, I played decently well. I mean, I went two and one mm-hmm. or one and two what do you say your score first
0: uh I guess you I went, know I lost, you if you but, won, you would say two, you would say the the number,
1: yeah, yeah, so I went one and two, so like I didn't get sweeped, um, but it was definitely like an interesting match to be in because he's a dalsam player and so that's like it's also weird because like that's also like one of the characters that like i almost have never seen online i i think i played like one dalsam the entire time even like since yeah. then like the entire time that i've been playing street fighter online like nobody plays that character so it's also a character that like i just don't really know how to fight in general because i just never yeah. have had to fight him but i lived like decently i mean i went like. One and two, so I felt like like pretty happy about it. I mean, Dalsim as a character in and of itself is just like super annoying it's for tricky. my character. Because I play Manon, so it's all about like fucking get in there, mm-hmm. command grab the shit out of bitch. And yeah. that's kind of hard when dalsum has got all these limbs that say, no, fuck you. You stay all the way on the other side of the yeah. I've been having that problem with JP a lot too because he's like the zoner of the game. And at first, like the first couple of weeks, when I was fighting against him, it was fine. But now, like, people know how to play with him. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really fucking annoying to fight him. Like, he's... Once people, like, know how to, like, use his projectiles, like all his little ghost guys, and his ground spikes and all this shit, it's actually very fucking frustrating to try to get him on that shit. Like, more so than even, like, a guile match. I don't know why, but, Mm. like, it is...
0: That's saying something because Gal's true. annoying.
1: Dude. I think it's worse because JP's not a charge character. So it's not yeah. even like a thing where it's like, oh, if he's holding down back. It's like, no, he can just throw out shit like whenever. And his yeah. ground spike thing that he does is super fast. And it's just down, down, down button. So it's also just easy for them to just like fucking pop it out whenever you try to like inch towards him. So it's all about like trying to like use parry and then maybe try to use like drive impact on them if you're yeah. able to get like close enough. It's like the good thing about Manon's drive impact is cause since she's such like a freakishly tall character and her DI is like her like twirling forward and like extending her leg out for the kick. It actually like reaches decently far. So uh-huh. I've been having to like try to figure out like what the actual range is for that to see if I can actually use it. But yeah, I mean it's like it's getting to the point where it's like even with like the parry system Characters that are like big zoners are so fucking annoying to fight against.
0: Yeah. Well But I
1: haven't had another match since then. I was I was gonna bring this up because so I've been in the so it's a uh double elimination bracket. Mm -hmm. Um so I was waiting in losers for my next match. Uh and then all of a sudden I was checking, and the guy I was supposed to fight, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened if he like dropped out of the turn or whatever. Tournament or whatever, but all of a sudden I was looking, like waiting for him, and then all of a sudden I looked like the next day, and it was just like, oh, I won two zero, and I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't fucking fight him, so yeah. he must have like dropped out or something like that. And now the other group, the other losers bracket that I'm waiting to like f- for them to fight, it's been like a week and a half, and they haven't fought. Mm. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? I'm like sitting here waiting in losers, like, and the rest of the tournament can't go on either. I mean, it can for a little bit, but eventually, like everybody's gonna stop. And I'm like what's going on man i want to like kind of get through this and like try to do a little bit more but i haven't been able to like do it yet so right it's kind of been annoying about it it's because it's like not on a set schedule because obviously it'd be hard to do that so it's all just like people getting on the discord and like messaging whoever you're supposed to be fighting against and like setting up times so
0: right i remember um for a little bit not very long Mm -hmm. back in the call of duty four days yeah no doing some game battles Mm-hmm. that was a big thing that people were doing you know no. running running your gbs Ooh. and i remember I, I played with our friend one time he was really good our friend and uh mm-hmm. i was not that good and he like hel- like basically like helped me get into the little team to play mm-hmm. duos and I, I, we were doing it and this is the g- same thing just like no you set it up through game battles yeah. i remember being like so like nervous doing it because i was so like i had at that point i had days and day like 30 days clocked into call of duty but i was never like someone who took it seriously yeah i just wanted to have the cool camo for my guns mm-hmm. um i I thought i was decent but i was never like you know so who, who was super duper good um even with like overwatch like i think i i think i'm better than average but i'm definitely nowhere near like yeah someone that gets every i don't i don't care enough to, to learn all these different yeah. aspects or whatever um
1: dude fps games for me like that yeah are like i like playing them but i'm definitely like the best at them at all like not by a long shot like and i think it's kind of like like i'll buy new new call of duty games but after like a couple of months i just like stop playing them because it's also like i don't know man i was like uh i don't want to keep well playing for them. me
0: those games were the most fun because they were like a community thing you know yeah. like all of our friends would play together for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours whether it's like the school night or a weekend or whatever so it was always like a, a the the party was running deep yeah into you know into multi matchmaking or whatever yep. something like halo like halo 2 and halo 3 it was like mm-hmm. same thing and i was like same thing with those games like i was never ever like all that i think in halo 3 i, I like capped out at captain mm-hmm. which was like to me I, I always took it as captain was like the Alright, you've you play a lot and yeah. you're like maybe you're okay. Yeah. But you're never gonna be you're never gonna be good.
1: You're not and, MLG.
0: Yeah, you're never gonna be better than this. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just stuck here. Guess I'm just you in know. this rank now. Right, whereas in Call of Duty it was like, All right, you're tenth you're gold cross, tenth prestige, but that doesn't mean jack sh- shit. Yeah. It just means you put the time in to you know get the experience.
1: I've been doing better on SF6 ranked, I'm almost in. Um, so the way the ranked works is that there's like the metal levels and then there's like five sub brackets, yeah, for each. So there's like bronze one, two, three, four, five, or whatever. So I'm on silver five, I'm almost in gold, so nice. I'm feeling pretty good about that because I never made it out of fucking super bronze in goddamn SF5, right? Oh, so.
0: well, I'm never. Ever gonna be necessarily uh, a fantastic player in anything? Maybe if I yeah. start bowling here soon, I can be a good bowler.
1: Hey, there you go.
0: Because um, I definitely want to do a bowling league at some point. That's like my dream. Do it's they like, still do bowling leagues? I guess. Oh my god, dude! I'm, I've been so stoked to join one. The one, the bowling alley, like two minutes from my house, has one every has like one. Oh, like, do they three really? Three times a week? Yeah.
1: Damn, I was like, bro, right.
0: get me in there. I'm, I'm absolute garbage. And I remember,
1: I remember when I was younger, my parents were like in a bowling league. Um, but they. That's some Indiana that. shit right like, there, dude. Yeah, What?
0: That's some Indiana shit right there. Oh, no, it's
1: definitely some Midwest shit for sure. Yeah,
0: that's some Midwest. That
1: was when we were in Indiana. I remember, because I think at the arcade, they had like a Superman arcade game or something like that. Because I was always just playing arcade games when they were bowling.
0: Yeah. I like remember. I think they had like Superman
1: arcade or something like that.
0: One of my biggest pet peeves, um, and maybe this was with you too, actually. Hmm. But no, definitely one of our other friends. I don't know if you were friends with him, our friend Matt. But. I don't know. I've had friends in my life who whose parents were bowling parents, mm-hmm. or kind of like you and your brothers, or at least with you, mm-hmm. were like their their parents put them into random leagues. Like you were a swimmer, yeah, right. So like I've, I've had, I, remember I had friends who were who had were in bowl like kids bowling like youth bowling leagues.
1: I was in a and youth bowling league.
0: You were right. Yeah right so here's my point i know i know you were that's why you're probably my pet peeve yeah we're like because swimming is pretty like hey guys like i can't hang out this weekend because i'm doing the local swim competition so i can't hang out god it's a weekend thing no problem whatever hey i'm out of town this week it's summer we're doing training what i it's swimming i got you no problem yeah obviously baseball football we get it yeah but i remember in high school or even younger going to the bowling alley with friends Mm-hmm. And like, we're gonna go bull because it's all we're all terrible at it. We're all gonna score less than a hundred. Maybe we'll do bumpers. We're all trash, whatever. Oh, and then there'll always, always be one motherfucker who has the going. who has the leg kick. Uh-oh, I lost oh, you. Come on, dude. I lost you. Sorry, I
1: lost you for a second there. Yeah,
0: but there'll always be one motherfucker who comes in and has the proper approach. Is actually looking down at all the arrows. Does the proper leg kick, and then they'll have the they'll use the fucking finger holes, and then they'll fucking crush it, and then we'll they'll come walk back, and we'll, everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, you're, <laughs> first you're playing serious. Two, you know how to play the game. And oh yeah, I was in a bowling league for like six years. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking about when we were to Wednesday night, and we go to school the next day. You, you tell us you're playing bowling. You didn't oh, tell well, us you no, bowling? it was
1: because it took up my Saturday mornings, so.
0: Like, jeez, what were we talking about, bro? That it shit pissed would be pissed Saturday me mornings
1: shit. at fucking Northwoods Blaine. It'd be like three hours that we'd be there.
0: That shit pissed me <laughs> off, dude. And I remember when you, when you did it, I remember the first time we all played bowling. Played bowling. The first time we went bowling with everyone together, and you pulled that shit out. I remember being, like, inf- infuriated. <laughs> it's like you are like, lying to me. That'd be like if I. That'd be like exactly if you and I hung out, we all hung out, and I reached behind your ear and pulled the coin out, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "What?" I'd be like, "I've been doing magic for magic. I've been doing magic for like 15 years. Like, like if I did that to you, you'd be fucking pissed off. So to watch you walk up to the lane and like actually like hold the thing properly and like." <laughs> walk take the accurate like number of steps you're supposed to take not the not the stuttery step that everyone else takes Because we don't know <laughs> how much we should take but like, you know the proper for your fucking like your leg width like you know yeah. the proper fuck you yeah. <laughs> that'd be like if we went to the fucking fucking pool hall and you're out here fucking uncle phil you know, and, oh, <laughs> Fresh shit. prince, yeah. you're doing. I
1: mean, luckily I never tried to hustle you guys. Yeah,
0: so. you know, that should piss me off. <laughs> that's like I remember. That's like I my be I Maybe if old, I
1: showed up to a bowling alley with my bowling ball and told right, and you had your out. own shoe, like, you walked yeah. in,
0: you then the guy at the counter was like, "Hey, what's up, Zach?" We'd be like, "Wait, what? We'd be like, huh? What? Huh? Why well, put it on my tab?" Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember it's like when I was really young, and I was like a chubby kid. I had a friend of mine who's also a chubby kid. Mm-hmm. And we we're gonna go hang out at our friend's house who had a trampoline, and I was like, "Cool, we're gonna go do trampoline tricks, whatever. Maybe we we'll do a front flip, you know, whatever." Yeah. And my buddy was doing like misty flips and like double back flips on the by My chubby friend, and I was mm-hmm. like, I got mad, at him. I was like, "Nick, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you could do all this shit." He's like, "Oh, I was in gymnastics for like years. Gymnastics." I was like, "No, you're no, you're lying to me." And he would like like land this stuff. I was like, "What? What the fuck, bro?" <laughs> it made me so mad. It made me it's the same thing as the bowling thing. It's infuriating. No. But what, I'm, I'll never be able to be, you know, a championship bowler, or I'll never be able to be a, you know, a fucking pool hall champion. Oh yeah. But what I am is a world class movie watcher. Hell yeah that's what that's what i've done with my life that's what that's the that is the choice i've made with my, hey. my 60 years on this planet is to be good at movie trivia that is irrelevant like today for example. unless you're going
1: to a trivia night
0: they never ask the good questions
1: no most of the time they ask like dumb questions like i remember the one time they did a question that was movie related there was like a round And it was just Disney animals. And I said, oh, I only just know this because I had a childhood. (laughs) Otherwise, like, it wouldn't even matter at all. And also, even watching those movies, they asked questions. And I was like, huh? Like, they named the actual name of the fucking leopard from Tarzan. And I was like, Tarzan Leopard has a name? What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: Well, that's why I realized that, like, there's, there's, there's tears to this. Yes. Like, there's, like the gen there's like the film bro there's like the cinephile there's yeah. like the disney adult yeah. like there's like the action bro there's the horror person like there's like the genres of per- of like the movie yeah. nerd you know what i mean and like if it was like hey tonight's only gonna be 80s action night all right that's why i'm Got going. It. In the that's why i'm gonna go you know what I mean, is it Ninja Night? Okay, I'm going. Let's I wish they do him.
1: Ninja Night more. Ninja Night would be sweet.
0: Yeah, let's talk about them. Can we talk
1: about Ninja Vengeance Three.
0: Dude, we'll talk about fucking Revenge of the Ninja. We can talk, we'll talk about, about American about it. Ninja. Yeah, two preferably, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but today we're talking about a brand new movie yes. just came out
1: 2023 it's
0: based on an intellectual property. We're going. They're going back to the toy well, man.
1: They're going well. Have they ever really left the toy well? Since like Transformers, I feel like once Transformers came out, Michael Bay's Transformers, I feel like the toy well has never really gone away. Like some I are mean, obviously are we more successful about, than go others. Go back to like
0: Masters of the Universe in the eighties, but we're talking. I mean, we got the new Transformers. With I mean, for my stuff. movie,
1: they showed trolls.
0: Right, yeah.
1: I didn't even know there was a second one
0: between the freaking um. GI Joe, yeah. Thing and trans, we're, we're just diving into toy companies. Like we're like, hey, listen, hey, we're tired of the Marvel movies. Yeah. We're tired of these comic book movies. And what we want now, we want plastic movies. Yes, movies based on plastic things that we sell kids. That's what we want.
1: Mm-hmm. And action figures and opposable dolls. That's what we right. want.
0: Right. Obviously, this movie is we're talking about barbie yes we are which uh was not a movie i thought was ever going to happen At least not in the way that we did the more
1: i was thinking about it the more i was surprised that it didn't happen sooner because barbie when you think about it as a toy it is like one of the most popular toys of all time sure so the fact that there hadn't even been like a movie outside of you know there are obviously like cash grab shitty animated movies that a lot of toys had
0: or like that movie with like tyra banks from like 2006 or something
1: was she in a movie with barbie it's called
0: like life size where it's like about a doll who become becomes real
1: interesting But that's but even that is like yeah yeah, it's not barbie that's not actually like brand name barbie that's just like obviously this is about barbie but it you can't say barbie
0: but so uh this is one of those things where I think we're both coming in at it at the same level of knowledge. Yes.
1: Except I that I that.
0: except that my wife, who is a woman, yes, uh, had Barbies growing up, and then she also at one point in college or high school, she I can't remember what she said. Like she like did a lot of like intel on Barbie. She had to like write like a research paper on. The Barbie creator and all this kind of stuff. So she like, yeah, okay. So she has like intel to like the so history. So when that part of,
1: happened in the movie, she instantly knew who the fuck that was. It, it was
0: it, it was probably like when if we're watching like like a Batman movie and I see like a young kid, I'm like and I'm like that's Dick Grayson. Yeah, <laughs> it's something like that. It's some shit like that. You know, what I mean, is that
1: part happened in the movie, and I was like, who the fuck is this supposed to be?
0: Right. So like, I knew she knew, and I knew that because of her. Yeah. In the name and everything, but beyond that, um, it was a reverse roles. Reverse. It's like if we're going to go see a Marvel flick, it's like okay, I have, yeah. I probably have a general idea.
1: I feel like that was the what it was definitely probably the case for most guys that watch this movie, outside of me, because they probably went with their girlfriends, and yeah, it's like the, this is the girl version of guys dragging them to see Marvel movies or, fucking, what's the other? What's in the Fast and Furious? Or yeah. something
0: like that. Well, I, I'm not really going to say, like, I drag my wife to go see those movies. Because she genu- genuinely likes those movies Yeah. for what they are. But the moments of, like, she knows what the Barbie's wearing. Like, the first yeah. Barbie wore. I wouldn't know that unless she told me.
1: I didn't realize that that was the first outfit that Barbie wore. It was just, like, yeah. a swimsuit.
0: Well, I'll re- say this.
1: I didn't. Because, uh, obviously, I watched the Toys That Made Us episode on Barbie. Right. I didn't remember that part.
0: <laughs> yeah. So remember, um, I remember that from that thing because I also – I was going to skip it, but I watched it with her because she wanted to watch it because she knew okay. all this stuff. Um, this is like you know, when the show was coming out still. Yeah. And um, I remember just recently on, our, on this past weekend when we were coming up from Miami, mm-hmm. we stopped at a toy store that they wanted to go to and the, the the toy shop, I think the owner was like had, – he had a whole Barbie wall. Of just like vintage barbie stuff damn. 80s 60s 70s 90s barbie mm-hmm. and i think he was prepping for the movie the release so he put a big section out that makes sense. i think but then he also had like five or six of i guess what was like the 30th anniversary or something like 1992 like re-release of the first barbie damn all right so it was like Here's what she, here's the here's modern packaging, but here's the same outfit, like the same hairstyle. We're up, we're just doing a re-release of the original Barbie, but but no, 1992. Yeah, so okay. we bought one.
1: Oh, damn! Just okay. to
0: have one, so she has a fig.
1: You no, know, she has her okay. one fig. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, what I mean, now who knows? Because I'm into dolls, mean that I grew up buying 12 inch GI Joe. And twelve-inch Max Steel and Action Man. So that's like that's I the grew up. Part those. For me,
1: is that I didn't really do um, like GI Joes or anything like that, but I did yeah. have TMNT toys, obviously. Sure. And then I also had, and I don't know why my parents like decided that like this was the thing, or like we or my brothers, or like how this got in our family. But do you remember the property Rescue Rangers? Yeah. We had like a hundred rescue ranger dolls right and i for some reason i would always pretend that they were not doing rescuing when they when i was playing with them yeah they all I mean, like, like they all turned into guns and the one guy right. had like pincers and i was like he's using this to smash somebody's head
0: well it's like if we if we're talking about like like the yeah the classic like plastic figs yeah i mean all obviously tm stuff yeah all the old tm and t power rangers those stuff. things are not
1: super opposable. like their arms move and stuff like that Right. But there's not really much posability outside of the arm moving.
0: Right. And I mean like when it came to like the 12 inch like the doll stuff mm-hmm. the, I had G.I. Had Joe's and I had Max Steel and Action Man. Yeah. um, Of the time. So Action Man and, Steel, and Max Steel of the, the late 90s or whatever. Yeah. And then the G.I. Joe's I all had were just like here's Soldier Man. Like not, not, not like the cartoon characters. No. Yeah. It's like here's a 12 inch radio guy yeah here's the here's the gi joe 12 inch here's like a you buy a pack of like here's the navy seal pe- accessory set and you just put yeah. it on to your your guy you got currently so i had all those but then the max Steels were like my number one thing so i i, I i'm familiar with the doll territory
1: gotcha okay. obviously
0: i also have had had hot toys in my life which were just really fucking expensive 12 inch dolls yeah we, i don't care what anyone says I like, I'm a plastic I love toys. I'm a plastic addict. I buy toys all the time. Yeah. Hot toys are just $300 fancy Barbies, cool. you know? But so I, I personally, like, I haven't said anything to her yet. I was like, I want to, I want to, like, nudge her and be like, like, get into it. Like, keep yeah. buying them. Cause I think they're cool. Yeah. Like I, I cool. cause I, I, we grabbed one of the Barbies before we bought it, looking for the proper, like, good, for good packaging, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the price was only like 35 bucks, so I was like, okay, cool. That's not too bad. So they, they made a ton of these probably. And so we're looking for good a good presentation to, to do whatever. So mm-hmm. we find the least dings or bends or folds or dents or whatever. Yeah. what has the proper paint application for the face or what has less deterioration or the proper hair curl or whatever. So we mm-hmm. find one we like. And she's like, okay, hold on. Well, this one has this weird like dust on the, sh- on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Maybe this one just has messed up deterioration or whatever. I'm looking at all of them, and they all have this weird dust on their shoulders. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, so maybe this particular model, this 35th anniversary, whatever it is, maybe the hair that they use deterioro- has been deteriorating. And I guarantee if we just like look up Barbie toy collecting, that's, there's probably like a note somewhere that's like, this particular one is known for yeah. this deterioration. Just the same way that if you look up, like, you know, a GI Joe collection mm. website database. they be like, Hey, this, well, this GI Joe is known for loose joint or, you know, yeah. the string breaks or these particular toys are known for yellow packaging or the same way. If you look at sneakers, it's like, well, yeah, this particular Jordan is known for yellowing of the soul. That's clear. So all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, let's buy it. It's cool looking. Even if it has the deterioration of whatever it is, I think it looks freaking sweet. Yeah. It'd be cool to have on a shelf. It'd be a cool collection to have. So yeah. she bought that, and then I bought an a Inbox 1972 Popeye Safubi Soft Final.
1: Damn. All right. <sighs>
0: Damn. My collection's sick, bro. Big-ass kid, dude. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But we're here to talk about Barbie the Movie 2023, Greta Gerwig, yes. Margot Robbie, Ryan Ren- Gosling, fucking Simu Limu. Is that his
1: uh, name? I can't remember his name. I just keep calling him the guy from Shang Chi. Simu Liu. I feel like Liu.
0: Yeah, Simu Liu. Um, Zach, usually okay. I would ask you. Like I said before, usually I would ask what's our history with the property, but unfortunately, neither of us
1: have history with the property.
0: The most the history I have with Barbie before my wife was uh, seeing them in small soldiers
1: yeah as like a kid like watching being obviously from toy story you have barbie and toy story yeah yeah yeah. yeah like, exactly exposure i have is like toy story barbie or yeah like small soldiers barbie
0: yeah and small soldiers barbie is like basically small just soldiers
1: what... barbie is the best barbie I have to say. well and then small
0: soldiers barbie like when they after they get like radicalized by yeah. tommy lee jones that's basically <laughs> just what what um what's her name they looks become like
1: commando in... barbie
0: yeah, they look like what her name looks like in. Um...
1: Yeah, they look like Weird Barbie. Yeah, yeah Weird
0: Barbie. They all get
1: like. Yeah, they all like burn their hair. They have like yeah. little hawks and shit like that. Yeah. I'm
0: surprised we haven't done Small Soldiers yet. That movie I be actually am sick.
1: too. I feel like. Have we really not? I feel no, like we had done it before. We haven't done it. We need to do that. Maybe that's the next thing we do.
0: That movie Young Kristen Dunce. Yeah. The one guy and then the it's, one dad.
1: Um, who's the. um. Who's the company guy again?
0: There's Uh-oh. so there's uh the guy, there's David that there's um one of the guy Jay Moore and then um ah uh,
1: God damn what's his name
0: There's two comedians is Dave, Dave yeah. Jay Moore and then the guy from Bob and David Yeah David uh what's his name
1: Because it's the, the 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 one guy's uh, the guy in Arrested Development isn't he
0: Yeah D- Dave David um Black No It's not a, a Bob Odenkirk name. and Dave
1: what his
0: name is. I, I forget his name. I always forget it.
1: David Cross, that's David name. Cross, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's cause because he's the one who actually he's the one who made David is the one who makes the Gorgons or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. The nice the nice guys. Yeah, and then uh yeah, and then Jay Moore, Moore makes Jay all Moore the is the guy who made
1: the, the fucking, soldiers. Uh aren't they just called commandos? I think they're all
0: I, I can't Yeah, commandos. something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who didn't was Dennis Leary? No, Dennis Leary wasn't his dad. Who was the kid's no, dad? No,
0: this dad was like the, the, the kind of the chubby guy. Kevin dad. Dunn,
1: that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he's also well, the dad from fucking Transformers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the
1: stereotypical, like, yeah. suburban dad character.
0: Here's the 90s dad, where he's, yeah, he just transitioned He's like 2000s 90s,
1: early 2000s dad. Is dad.
0: Zach. Yes. Barbie, how'd you feel Walk out of the theater?
1: I liked it. Um,. It was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Ryan Gosling made the movie. I don't think I would have liked the movie as much if Ryan Gosling hadn't been in it. Because every time he was on the screen, I was laughing. He played his character of being like Airhead Ken really well. Mm -hmm. Which is a compliment to him, I guess. uh, Because it's not really like a role I've seen him do too much either. Like usually he's, you know, he's a very serious actor in almost everything he does. He doesn't really do too many roles where he like... Let's loose and like is a little bit more jokey
0: right and i agree i think that while margot robbie was is great at mostly everything she does
1: yeah i mean she's great good here but she didn't like do too much it was almost like they were just like just be margot robbie
0: i don't even know about that because i I just i just i don't know but like she's great in the in the movie she plays great at playing like the stereotypical character that she's supposed to play which is
1: being stereotypical barbie which is
0: she's great at she's really good at that she's just playing this kind of character who's Who's like learning that the reality is not what she actually knows, and she's she's good yeah. in that she's good in that character. Mm-hmm. But there's to me there's no way to watch this movie and not see Ken, Ryan Gosling, and be like this dude is. This dude is, crushing this performance. Dude,
1: he's he absolutely fucking kills it as Ken. And, so I,
0: and I do say that maybe that's because the the character, stands out to me because it's not it's not a dramatic necessarily yeah. like like it's a co- purely comedic role that we're Indeed. seeing a guy that was in drive yeah do and maybe subconsciously i'm like okay that's really funny to see this guy who is so known for not being like man of words in certain yeah. movies like i'm thinking He's like i'm really
1: known go- for like his sense of humor or like being comedic or anything like that like all of his movies he plays like pretty serious. I mean, he's in the fucking Notebook. Yeah, he's in Drive. Right. And like, you know, and obviously,
0: Margot Robbie. We've seen her do so much stuff where she is being like outlandish with it's Harley Quinn or whatever. Yeah. And she's. But then we see her do like I Tonya, where it's like super duper dramatic, and she crushes yeah. that. And it's funny. We know she can do humor. But then, but then with Ryan Gosling, we're we're talking about fucking K.
1: Yeah.
0: Doing these stupid these stupid bits that are and he, like landing them.
1: He's absolutely crushing it. Yeah.
0: And then doing like, you know, a dance off, which is so similar to his being real his life. Solo song. Right. And the, to me, that maybe that's why it kind of stands out to me as being super duper interesting.
1: I also really and, like him being the like, because it's not really how you would think of Ken. Because honestly, like Simu Liu plays like how you feel like most people would normally play Ken. That he's just like kind of laid back and casual. But like the fact that he plays Ken is like this super insecure guy. Yeah. That's always just like afraid of losing barbie is right funny.
0: yeah very funny and again i'm not trying to say that margot robbie didn't do well but to me like the when i walked out of the movie theater yeah i was just like dude like there's so many to me memorable parts of that movie that are not
1: dude barbie. i feel like all of ken's parts were memorable i feel like like i can remember a lot of stuff that he did like going to the <laughs> going to the library and checking out the books of patriarchy and horses
0: yeah like to me like the comedic backbone of that movie was so much of him and giving him so much humor to do Mm -hmm. really like i thought really made the movie really really like way better than it could have been if without him yeah and then you had the like the moment to me was so funny which like we the whole bit about beach
1: dude beach is so funny
0: that to me is hilarious he went
1: to the lifeguard (laughs) lifeguard was like can you save anybody's life he's like no i'm just here to be on the beach man yeah well, like, like, have, I don't hurry. have He's like you can't even
0: beach here. It's like I don't have a good job. I like I I don't. I'm a, I beach. What is I that? I beach, you know? man. I'm a beach. And like here. I think, and that's probably again to to Barbie as the character. It's like that's not her role in the movie. Her role in the movie is to go through the emotional journey, yeah, through the realization of this you know, commentary on social st- stuff, which I which is effective and it works really well but yeah. just a purely purely it's a like little
1: too heavy-handed for me at first yeah like when they're first on uh long beach and they're like doing the rollblading shit or whatever and like the construction workers and i was like really like the construction worker bit about like yeah calling and then like the slapping barbie on the ass and i was like come on dude Are we really saying that, like, just random guys are just, like, going up to these girls that they don't know and, like, really slapping – like, that's what we're saying is really happening in society right now?
0: I I took it as – I was taking it as, okay, just a hyper – like, yeah, the construction guy I I get what they were
1: going for. Like, obviously, they're making, like, some extreme examples, but, like, I don't know. It felt, like, a little too heavy. Like, it got a little bit better. It got better later on. But yeah. um, but that first bit in Long Beach, I was like, oh, come on, really?
0: Yeah, it felt kind of like to me like they could have went with different. I feel like there's a, like there a way maybe? they could
1: have shown it like this. I mean, all the stuff that they did with like the patriarchy was kind of clever. Like once they go back to like Kendom, yeah, and they talk about it and they show like how patriarchy kind of like does like seep through and like create these kind of like. You know disadvantages for women and stuff like that. I was like, okay, well, that's like a clever way to go about it. Yeah. Like the police officers saying that like it's better when she has more clothes on because you can imagine more. I was like, come on, people don't really talk like this. Yeah, at least well, not in front of women. Like it, if they do even if, talk about like behind their backs. It's not going to say directly to a woman's face,
0: right? Uh, what I was conf- uh, not really confused about, but I thought it was kind of like a little, I don't know, could be written better. And maybe it's because I'm a guy yeah so i feel that way and maybe that's and then
1: maybe that is just
0: it just, i was look, like, looking oh at it through like the bias of a dude lens which yeah that probably could be part of it and maybe and maybe that's why i think the ken stuff is so funny because it's so yeah. absurd that this dude's obsessed with horses and stuff but to me that that's
1: that, the, the fact <laughs> he had me dying he thought the patriarchy at first was just horses running everything
0: right so maybe and that's also back the back lens
1: mount rushmore to just horse heads
0: right and to me that's hilarious like that's it's like so this, funny. like such a dim-witted perspective on it yeah um but in terms of the actual story for barbie i i I thought the story was really good i thought it was a really interesting story
1: like i liked her emotional journey and i liked the meeting like the the girl and the girl's mom america ferreira and like going through that kind of like emotional journey with her of like the fact that she's kind of disgruntled as a mom and so that kind of bleeds into like her imagination and how she sees like barbie like how she kind of views that as like a reflection of her so
0: yeah and i mean i think that that reveal is kind of like okay well who didn't see that coming
1: yeah i mean i knew it as soon as the daughter was like i was like this daughter's not the one that she's there for
0: <laughs> yeah you're right but but to me with that with barbie's you no know, character progression from like this like unknowingly ignorant character to becoming more self-aware of what the reality was yeah in that i think that that was it's a, it's really well done through the lens of it being overtly stupid yeah in terms of like it's not taking itself so seriously mm-hmm. but at the same time it's not i think that the, what the movie is doing and trying to commentate on or commentating on Mm-hmm. is more actually more effective to me most of the time. I think the America Forever speech towards the end is kind of like, it's a little, a little much.
1: That was a lot too. Yeah. But then
0: again, again, maybe it's because I'm looking at it through a guy lens. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I
1: can't, I don't know. I get where they're trying to go with it. And I get the message that they're trying to go. But then, and maybe this is, yeah, maybe this is just because I'm a guy, but as a guy, I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's not all easy for
0: us right and it's not even that to me it's more like okay just in terms of writing a script i was just kind of like okay i'm not the scene was boring to watch
1: dude her yeah
0: because she's giving the diatribe I liked,
1: she's i liked at least when they started doing the deprogramming that they didn't have you if they'd done the speech over i would have been oh, like, yeah. dude no, no well no. they
0: give you the fir- they give you the long one which is like their self-affirming type stuff which is yeah i get the i get the point Mm-hmm. And i get the point in the story i think it's an effective thing to do in the story I'm, I'm I'm happy with that yeah but the way that the scene was shot became very kind of like okay we're she's gonna go on this long her big soliloqu- soliloquy type thing or whatever the fuck my yeah. walk and we're gonna cut to people's faces in the room and it just was losing my interest shot, yeah. of the way that it was filmed i don't yeah. know how to do that scene better i just don't know Maybe you um, don't have to be such a long three-minute type thing. I don't know. I was going
1: to say, I feel like it might have helped if it just wasn't quite so long. Yeah. And, like, I get it. Like, you may get longer because you're just trying to iron out, like, all these different, you know, double standards that women have to deal with. Um, and so I get that. But, yeah, I definitely feel like it. it kind of was a little too long. I think, yeah, I was definitely, like, bored with it by the end because yeah. yeah at one point it's just her like just standing there and like yelling at the audience basically
0: which is literally what it was i was kind of yeah. like okay i get i get the point i get what you're saying i hear i hear the script but in terms of my interest you you the commentary that you're giving me previously is so effective in how that they're approaching it mm-hmm. that this was so like okay we're gonna flip it and make it just straight up on the nose and that kind of made me go okay well. Not as interested with it, yeah. um, but I think that whole journey is interesting. What is really effective to me, and to me, the big standout of the movie, even even beyond Ken being really funny and beyond you know, Margot Robbie playing this kind of character that I think everyone assumed.
1: Yeah,
0: I think I think as an actor, she probably has this double. This probably thing. It's like everyone assumes something of her because mm-hmm. the way she looks. Yeah. kind of thing so it's like she's in this movie that's commentating on the way that people think about think about think about blonde people yeah and like pretty people but then also at the same time like the movie is self-aware of that which is why they have those moments in the movie that like the narrator's able to cut cut jokes into the i like that
1: bit that was probably one of the better bits from barbie in general where they have that scene where they're at like weird barbie's place and Barbie was like talking about how she
0: doesn't feel pretty anymore, and
1: the narrator's yeah. like, "If you want to make this joke, don't cast Margot Robbie." And I was like, "Right." Okay, I think good, that's
0: like it's a good bit. It's it's self, it's a self aware bit, but at the same time, who who are we to say that Margot Robbie can't feel ugly? Yeah, like we know that we know as audience people, as regular fucking people, like she's clearly, yeah, you know, a not ugly person, but who knows how she feels about herself? Yeah, obviously, there's just a bunch of whole other online stuff about the whole like oh she's mid have you seen this shit on twitter
1: who the fuck says margot robbie's mid like, people
0: online on facebook are like oh yeah i think margot robbie's mid and i was like i'm thinking myself like who? i are think the your f- brain must be broken i think if you you're think she's fucking mid. dumb bro what do you your talking brain must be
1: about? broken if you i would love to see who you think is top tier then jesus Christ. i would
0: i would say that most people in general if you're on screen yeah you're probably better than fucking anyone else <laughs> Yes, even like the guys who are like, yeah, like you're probably good to look at, mm-hmm. like Ron Perlman, yeah, mm-hmm. like he he's a very particular look, yeah, good looking dude still, still still good looking, right? Man. I mean, even even as Hellboy, but yeah. so like, I think even that Better could be like double meta commentary for yeah. Barbie, also with the casting someone who fits that particular appearance Mm -hmm. so well yeah with that commentary i think could works pretty well even if it's not intended Mm -hmm. so i think all that stuff works really well and i think because it takes itself not serious at all while tackling things that are very inherently serious Mm -hmm. it makes someone like me who watch avengers and see the girl team up moment and cringe at it because it's written so poorly In both movies, that I can watch this entire movie and it's actually effectively communicated to me in a better way to make me actually walk out of the theater and actually think about something, versus just be like, "Hey, we're babies,"
1: right? I think it helped because the movie in itself is like built around this premise. It's not like the Marvel thing where it's like a one thing that they just throw in there to like get that article written about like this fucking girl team up moment. Like it was actually trying to have like a distinct message about like women's place in modern society and the fact that like the whole movie was about that and they kind of like explored the topic more than just like oh girl power like there's yeah. actually like it's not it wasn't the whole movie wasn't just like you know girls have it hard there is like the they did talk about like male's the male like concept of um you know how males fit into the world in, in as well and they also had commentary on like you know, Barbie's behavior in the beginning to Ken and how her behavior to him kind of, like, led up to the predicament at the end where she kind of, like, takes advantage of him and the fact that he's there and, like, is very just, you know, kind of, like, leading him along the whole time even though she really doesn't like him at all. Right. the fact that she did that kind of led to the fact of where they were at with him, like, trying to, you know, seek more worth for himself through the patriarchy.
0: Right. And that's all good writing and and yep. that's even more effectively done because it's such a cartoony the way they portray a plastic world of people who are real but in a toy world is so well done
1: i love that concept of them doing that as well like the the fake drinks like just pouring the cup back like the, the plastic waffle, car the plastic like car, the dream the plastic house waffle and whipped cream that she never touches because yeah. you don't actually have your dolls eat anything
0: the it's fact of
1: it. yeah like going being on the roof of her dream house and like floating down as if somebody's like picking her up and dropping her in her car. Like, I love that. I love that stuff so much.
0: Yeah. It's, it, to me, that's all in insanely well done. Yeah. Like for to the way that they
1: portrayed the ocean. is great.
0: Yeah. That, that like to me is so killer wave
1: that's forever there.
0: Right. That all that to me is so extremely well done. And all that together, throw it together with your social commentary yeah. with the ability to write actually like funny stuff mm-hmm. like the will ferrell stuff which I'll, I'll get to in a second but the will ferrell bit about when they're in the office and they're trying to get her to get back in the box and she's asking yeah. about all the women and, and will ferrell doing that like he's doing that some of my
1: best friends are women
0: that to me it's such it's so yeah anyone i think anyone could do that but like will ferrell so good at that kind of stuff so he well,
1: was reminding me i haven't it's I feel like it's a similar character that he's played before. It reminded me of like his I can't remember specifically.
0: It's I want like, like a Ron Burgundy Lego
1: character almost. Like the CEO yeah. type of thing of like yeah the kind of like clueless CEO that is also like slightly evil in his portrayal right. of like how he runs his company and all well, that. Well
0: it's almost like this like Anchorman like kind of vibe yeah. of like he doesn't think he's wrong, but he's doing he's saying yeah. stuff that's whatever. And that, to me, is so effective. And even as a toy fan, as someone who's actively who actively buys figures from Mattel and Hasbro mm-hmm. and all these companies, uh, I did I do think some of the commentary is a little wrong in terms mm-hmm. of that that particular thing, because he's not – Mattel Barbie's not just Mattel. Mattel's a lot of stuff, not just, not just Barbie.
1: I was going to say, yeah, Mattel's a big company. It's a they whole company,
0: like and, you know – if they're like, this is the Barbie team, and it's all dudes, I completely get it. But they're yeah. like, this is this is Mr. Patel. I'm like, well, that's I get because people don't know the difference. I right, I, yeah. I understand that. That's just semantics. I get it. Um, but my big my bigger gripe with that character is more like they just they got this big guy, mm-hmm. and they just get, didn't give him anything to do.
1: No, not really. Outside of like the CEO boardroom scene, like, there's really not much that he does for the movie i mean like they do the travel to barbie land and stuff like that but like but the once little, he gets little chase barbie scene land,
0: through mattel headquarters but it's like that
1: yeah like, like once much. they get once barbie escapes mattel headquarters he doesn't really do a whole lot no like when he gets to barbie land he doesn't really do anything like he just pops up at the end and says yeah i was wrong and i was like you could have done like a lot more with that character yeah in general
0: well, that like they're like they're double swerving you by having him seem like he was going to be the big bad but we're having him can be the big bad. Yeah. You know, and like it's almost kind of like a wasted potential for that actor to be in the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um which I I personally didn't get.
1: <clears throat> yeah. You know. I get that. I get that for sure. I did like their transition from Barbie world to the real world.
0: The like the whole process of the it. Whole
1: pro- the whole <clears> the <throat> whole trip of like going through all these different like vehicles going what do you start? You start off with the car, and then you do the boat. Then you're in space. Then you're in a camper. Yeah, and it's not like you're moving with the camper. You just camp out with and then the you camper, like
0: snowmobile, or something. And then you're
1: in the snowmobile, and then you rollerblade.
0: Right. And I, I like how even Will Ferrell knew it. He's like, it's like it always like, oh, you gotta do it in reverse, man. Well, he says he says it always starts with rollerblading.
1: Always starts with rollerblading.
0: <laughs> I think the one of the funnier parts of the movie for me is that, and again, effective screenwriting. Yeah, <clears throat> and storytelling <clears throat> which is uh, i think that a lot of i'm, I'm, I'm big on this mm-hmm. and i've talked about it on the podcast before it's like mm-hmm. the rules you set in your movie you have to live by or yeah. as for someone like me who's really into story and like more more so than law stuff if you yeah. don't play by your own rules then why would i why should i play yeah and movies are all about playing along Mm-hmm. right that suspension of this belief, whatever yeah. but the reality is we, we have to play along with it to be invested right? right so if you tell me tony stark has no powers but he's smart and he can figure any problem out i'm willing to believe that he can do that but if you tell me he can get shot and then he can heal himself well now i'm not playing along anymore because you told me he can't do that
1: yeah so you, you, told you told me that didn't have
0: hulk can do that but not tony stark yeah so what whoever the screenwriters were, I know Greta Gerwig is one of them. There's another guy who wrote, wrote the movie with, with her. Mm-hmm. But the screenwriters, Greta, it's Greta Gerwig, right?
1: Yeah, Greta Gerwig, yeah.
0: And she's the director of the movie, too. So what what mm-hmm. the choice that she and the other guy made who helped her, who was co writer, whoever, whoever the fuck. Yeah. The choice to say, here are the rules of my universe for Barbie Land. Yeah. They don't matter. Yeah. And off the rip, that's what they say.
1: Yeah.
0: It does not matter. This, this stuff is stupid, it's but it's irrelevant to the point we're making for the movie. Yeah. So from the get-go, we're saying, this is how you get from Barbie Land to a real world. Mm-hmm. You take a car, you sing this one song, you camp, you snowmobile, you spaceship, and then you rollerblade. And you to get back, you do it in reverse. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And then you, you reinforce that later by having the call come in from the FBI where the FBI agent says, listen. One of your Barbies is here in the real world. Yeah. So so you're telling me the government knows this exists.
1: I love that everybody – well, not everybody, but, like, yeah, there are people in the real world who, like, know that Barbie Land exists. They had that bit where they were like, yeah, the doll did it before. What was it? She, like, took a kid and, like, tried to –
0: Teach him to surf or something.
1: Yeah, she tried to, like, teach him in the water and the kid, like, almost drowned. (laughs)
0: So, like, all you're telling me, you're telling me these are the rules. Mm -hmm. Everything else is irrelevant. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Why is it? How does it work? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. These are the rules that I'm telling you, and not setting more rules means that that's it. That these dolls are based on dolls, and like you don't, you don't go deep into it. Like yeah. is every why is there not more? Wouldn't there be more Barbies and Barbie? because every Barbie doll is a manifestation of a real one? Or yeah. we don't talk about it, so we just leave it alone. Yeah. So <clears throat> you do that. Factor in the plasticness of the world. And then you add in really really great you know jokes that combine the commentary, which I think effective stand up comedy or effective yeah. comedy can do, and you don't well I think what the what the the big thing that could have been is that <clears throat> you can critique society mm-hmm. and critique something and commentate on it without demonizing Ken, yeah, and they don't they don't I do like that, that
1: yeah by the end of the movie, like I figured like. A lesser movie, or even a movie from like four or five years ago, I feel like would have ended the movie by yeah, like demonizing Ken.
0: Like the, yeah, they did the two things effectively, which was not sacrifice on Barbie's ending by not allowing her to just fall in love with Ken and re- yeah. or realize that she loves Ken, which is effective to not do that. Yeah. To not villainize Ken for what he's done. Yeah, which gave him like a
1: uh, a believable. You also gave Ken like a believable reason for like why he did the things that he did, right? Because obviously, like he did everything because <clears throat> he just wants Barbie to love him.
0: Yeah, and I think it would have been really a, a ineffective storytelling if you if you do the thing where it's like Fast and in Furious Five. <clears throat> There's a moment, and much if you think back to your mental database of Fast and Furious, but there's a scene where they try to have Han go and like collect intel off of their target, right? Mm-hmm. This is Fast and Furious. They they used to steal DVD players. Yes. And there's a scene where it's him and Gal Gadot, and they're trying to go get intel, and he's like, "Oh man, he's, he's covered with with guards. How am I gonna get this in, this fingerprint or whatever off this guy or whatever whatever mm-hmm. it is?" And she says never sent a man for a woman's job and then she yeah. walks over there and sits on his lap and he touches her butt and then now now her bikini has his fingerprints on it right I do remember this bit if you do that and if you do that to me that's like the most boring cop out yeah thing of all time and they could have done that in this movie which they they hint at earlier on with like oh they they make the bit about I can think coherently and also emotionally at the same time yeah. like they could have did, did that in uh, uh, those kind of things in a really stupid way, which would have been really lame. Mm-hmm. And they could have just villainized men as a whole archetype, yeah, beyond the commentary and did it really stupid. And then also with vice versa with like with stereotypical Barbie being stereotypical, they could have been like,
1: yeah,
0: well, go, back, they go back to go back to this being this perfect pretty person. Yeah. Um, without, I like that
1: they didn't do that either. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that really is like. Kendam in and of itself like i think really added a lot to the movie because i feel like if that wasn't there then yeah it would have just been like she would have just gone back to being like the same character as before yeah i think like that that added emotional weight of like ken's kind of like taking over realizing like their own kind of like autonomy i guess in this world of like they don't have to just like do whatever the barbies say like they can like have their own kind of like voice
0: Right. And to me, like, the movie itself, and I haven't seen reviews of it yet, I saw a couple I don't know if the Ben I saw a Ben Shapiro post, I don't know if it's true or not I didn't look it up, where he posted a picture of him being, oh, I'm seeing Barbie is the most woke theme of all time I don't know if it's a true thing It sounds like something he would write. I saw it on TikTok But, like, when I and obviously you see Barbie, you see these people, it's liberal media, liberal Hollywood, it's written by Greta Gerwig directed by Greta Gerwig I don't. I don't know what she. Anything she's done except for. Um,
1: the only thing, other thing I know she did was Ladybird.
0: Bird. Right. I never so saw Lady Bird. I never saw Lady Bird.
1: I think she did pretty little or Little Women or whatever too. Right. That came out like a couple of years ago, but, but you, I, you I assume really Okay, seen like it's a, her other
0: movies. It's this you no, know, new perspective on this property with this you no know, corporation material whatever. Mm-hmm. So you kind of already expect what it could be or what the yeah. commentary they're trying to make on it, which is what you saw in the trailers, obviously. Yeah. But when you walk out of the movie, I think the filmmakers do a really good job of balancing the, Ken, the struggle of Ken and Barbie.
1: Yeah. But I think it they do a worried. really good job they of being, the being of the like... Day, they give both sides, like, equal attention. Because I think it yeah. easily could have been a movie where it's like, the Kens as a whole are just, like, a side note, and they're lot, really, like, focused on it all and i think it probably would have been i think it would have felt a lot more preachy without like that other side plot of like like Ken and the other Kens and like how they live in this world and like how they feel about like this barbie dominated world and yeah. like, trying to like reach that like kind of harmony at the end and i think like there's also like a great message even which is weird to think about for a Barbie movie, but I think there's a great message for guys in there as well, especially with Ken at the end of like, look, you don't have to like define yourself by another person. You need to be like happy on your own and like figure out like who you are as a person and like, you know, try to be happy with yourself yeah. instead of like attaching to yourself. Don't right. I mean, and,
0: and like, and I think there's so much in the movie that is double layered. Yeah. Like that Ken feeling the ken's feeling like this unseen unheard of obviously is a commentary on how women feel in the real world kind of thing so you have this double layer thing so if you're a guy you can be like well i associate with ken okay well i i feel for ken as a character okay well maybe i should see what their point was of this particular yeah commentary but at the same time at the end of the movie when we get barbie telling ken like hey you can go ken is you can just be ken like figure that out and all the kens agreeing to you're it
1: enough ken you're kin- my
0: my my immediate reaction was oh dude like every guy ever whoever has their first girlfriend or boy i i assume boyfriend i don't know yeah. but let's say for my my i have mostly friends who are straight so like
1: yeah.
0: every guy who has their first serious girlfriend like they lose themselves no, in do, that man. relationship it's it's inevitable
1: it's fucking it's hard not i mean it's like it really is, like, hard not to because especially, like, if it's your first serious relationship, like, you want to, like, you know, you want to make the other person yeah. that you're with, like, happy. Like, especially, like, if you're in a relationship and you like them, which I would hope right. that you would like somebody if you're in a relationship. So, yeah, like, you want to make them happy. So, there's definitely, like, them some – I feel like for a lot of guys, there's, like, the chameleon effect of you trying to, like, warp yourself into, like, whatever makes your partner happy. Right. right. And then you have the – at the end where it's, like, you don't have to, like, force – yourself to like be whoever your partner like if your partner likes you then like you know they'll like you for you
0: and there's the the additional layer of like you know that can also apply to women who are like it's yeah. not just Ken. It can be it's anybody yeah, who's on no, the that's, first wheel. That's,
1: that's a great part. Yeah, because that's not like a guy only thing. No, it's,
0: a, it's an everyone thing. Yeah, So this applies to everyone, but through the lens of Barbie and Ken, and they make that good point at the end of the movie that it could be it's yeah. Barbie and it's Ken. And I think that in a story oh, element, on, dude, it, it would have backfired if they, if they had them end up together. Um, I think that would have ended up actually taking steps back up from the point yeah but at the same time the commentary i think is with kim and ryan goss and ken in particular i think it's almost like a commentary on like the friend zone guy yeah who like is like i i i I see that going oh that's that's that guy
1: i definitely i mean i think that's definitely what it is for sure because i mean i mean he is basically friend zoned
0: yeah, the a friend zone guy.
1: And he doesn't see it. And, like, he's obviously trying to, like, I mean, the whole. Like, and and then Greta, Greta
0: Gerwig life. is fair by giving the equal commentary blame onto Barbie, by, like, you said before, like, yeah. she acknowledges that and she. She points didn't... out the
1: fact that Barbie kind of, like, took advantage of Ken and, like, her yeah. relationship with him.
0: So I think, like, if we're looking at it through, like, a political lens, which the movie is going to be politicized by, you know, yeah. right wing dudes specifically. But I feel
1: like if, that, if you're, like, getting into this movie and like your whole your one thought coming out of it is like that's so woke it's like come on i mean it's there's a lot more to it than that like i get it and like i talked about earlier there's definitely those moments that you can kind of like latch onto be like oh this yeah. is like super woke but i feel like once if you take the movie overall i think there's a lot more there and a lot like of like meaningful commentary that's done
0: i i think that like as a dude who never played with barbies yeah but as a, as a human dude yeah. who lived life, like I yeah. watched the movie and I, I had plenty to laugh at and plenty of things to like think about from just from being a guy looking at Ken. Yeah. You know, and then also like looking at Barbie's character and being, okay, cool. So there's things here that I haven't even, maybe I haven't thought of because I'm not a guy. Yeah. Or, you know, seeing another commentary on it in a different way that makes me think about it more. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, there's a level of just really like extremely well crafted movie making Yeah, that I would not have expected from,
1: from a Barbie movie, a
0: Mattel movie that started with a Mattel logo. Yeah. Because I know for a fucking fact that whenever we get Masters of the Universe, it's not going to be,
1: it's not going to be this, it's not
0: going to be this. You know what I mean? Or whenever we get G.I. Joe fucking Beast Wars combo, Dude, it's not going to be this. It's
1: not going to be this.
0: You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I have to... I feel like, like
1: Barbie is one of those few like toy properties, though, where I feel like you could kind of have a story like this like that goes a little deeper. Just because the concept of Barbie in and of itself is like, obviously inherently like a feminist type of like symbol, I feel like, for a lot of girls like Barbie is like a very empowering symbol of yeah, like, you know what girls can be and like that kind of thing. So
0: definitely, I think that they do a really more so then like GI
1: Joes are a symbol of like <laughs> I don't why? know, other than just like being like fucking macho man.
0: Well, you know, and you have G- uh, to to end of GI Joe, you have GI Joes, and you have it written by um, a a veteran. Mm-hmm. of nam who would talk about how it's him him it's stories of him and his friends when they were in war
1: yeah
0: and it's him paying homage larry hama paying homage to his brothers and sisters in combat
1: yeah
0: you know like that's something that like if you were a military person you probably look at that and go oh this is just like similar to my real yeah my real life relationship so i think the move barbie itself is so effective at just being one. First off just being a a, a, a solid movie yeah A solid movie, first and foremost, with really interesting visuals and very Mm -hmm. well crafted uh, visuals and effects, and really well written humor on across the board. Like, I usually don't can't stand um, SNL lady. um, Oh yeah,
1: she was um,
0: from Ghostbusters. Kate McKinnon. McKinnon, I usually don't like her at all, but I thought she was really funny in this movie.
1: Yeah, I've I I feel like most other things that I've seen her in. I don't really like her that like much. Even, I mean, even at like Even at a similar, Nets, I don't, I mean, she's still like a similar character to like a lot of her other characters in this movie, yes. but for some reason I wasn't as annoyed by it, I think. But I, I
0: wonder, and I don't know for a fact, obviously, but I wonder if that's because she was less improvising or maybe taking more of a... It feels maybe like a lot of it, it I don't wasn't know.
1: as improvised, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's less improvisation, maybe more writing from the, the writers. I don't know, but like... Yeah, I, I thought she was really good in the movie, um, but more more than, that, than anything besides, I think Margot Robbie did a good job. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think I think Ryan Gosling did a really really good job. Yeah, uh, but more than any of that, just the just the fucking packaging of the of Barbie Land to me was so. Oh, I
1: see what you did there. All right, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was so packaging.
0: All right, well, it was so well done, man. It was so good.
1: No, it really is. I mean, I think the way that they made Barbie Land look. Overall, was like very very impressive. I really really like the design of Barbie World or Barbie Land as a whole. Um, I think like the color palette that they used like really helped it stood out and it made it look. It gave it that like fantasy dreamlike quality, especially when they like travel to the real world, like seeing yeah. the contrast between like the like pink highlight dreamlike fantasy of Barbie Land and then seeing like the fucking depressing ass human world. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely
1: a fucking long beach yeah
0: absolutely i could, i completely agree uh zach final thoughts before we end the pod for this week
1: no i mean i mean i don't have to, too much more to say that i that uh that didn't already say like i really really liked it i thought the soundtrack was pretty good um i like that they didn't do like just like i also like that they didn't just like use like pop songs and just pump those throughout the movie like a lot of these were like songs made for barbie
0: yeah like original i like yeah.
1: that like a lot of the, like they obviously brought in like popular artists to do it but they had them like create songs for barbie so i like that a lot um i love that once they come becomes ken Dumb, they all just sing that one co- i was trying to figure out what fucking song they were singing, but all Dude, kens just sing that one fucking country song it,
0: well it's not a country song it's not No, it pisses me off because I was very upset in the movie theater when that when that came on (laughs) because I grew up with 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 a dad who loved Matchbox 20. Yeah. And I literally love that song and I love that band. What song
1: was it? I feel like I recognized it, but I couldn't. I'm pretty
0: sure it's Push by Matchbox 20.
1: Is it? Okay.
0: Yeah. And I love that band. I've always loved that band. I love Rob Thomas. I've always loved Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas is great my dad i don't know why he likes that band because it's definitely <laughs> not a band that he likes not a, a genre of an era he even li- likes yeah but he was i remember being a kid he's always had those albums on cd or whatever mm-hmm. i mean when i was driving from to miami and i have my like my wife and i made like a playlist so we just have music we all like on it that's like yeah not just death metal it's like everything on yeah. there there's probably like 15 matchbox 20 songs on that fucking playlist like, <laughs> I, I heard that song driving up from miami this past weekend so i was kind of upset i was like this is the song you pick for a fucking your patriarchy song is matchbox 20s. matchbox i get the lyrics i get i get that it makes sense but yeah. dude this song is fucking good this is a good band
1: it was a good song I mean, they were singing it. I was like, damn this' is a good ass song
0: don't try to nickel back I think
1: that's even funnier than that it's like matchbox 20 because they have like obviously Kendam is like the whole country horse aesthetic so the fact that matchbox 20 is like their fucking theme song is
0: hilarious just and it and, and that alone is funny but because there's just a random band for a random song that like, that fits the, the idea yeah but it's a fucking good song
1: yeah so I don't know I also didn't like that bit. I didn't like that bit on the beach. I thought that bit on the beach was a little bit too mean.
0: Oh yeah. It's when they weird. were like,
1: Oh, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to make, we're going to switch partners and make them all je- insanely jealous. And also it's yeah. like, come on, Barbie, you know, Ken's insanely jealous.
0: Well, it's like, it's like going back. He has like, that bit
1: at the beginning it's where, what was it? They were like doing the dance off with him yeah. and Simulu. And, uh, I can't remember exactly what she says. I think she says something like, Ken's not that cool and he's like he's cool
0: to me damn it he's cool to me yeah but it's also it's like taking two steps back to being a little like you know you use them yet you're doing here you're doing it here yeah
1: like you know that like they're using you know like they were using you like obviously when they like you know took over but then like you're kind of like using them back like you know yeah we're we're really like taking the higher road
0: right uh well hey guys thanks for listening See you back next week with more. Check the vending machines.
1: See you guys.